This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live podcast, where we look at the strategies behind the world's best talent acquisition teams. We talk recruiting, sourcing, and talent acquisition. Each week, we take one overcomplicated topic and break it down so that your three-year-old can understand it. Make sense? Are you ready to take your game to the next level? You're at the right spot. You're now entering the mind of a hustler. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, it's William Tincup, and you're listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today, we have Scott on from AWS Training, and our topic today is challenge-based skills training to help to close the IT skills gap. We've heard, well, you can't throw a rock and not hear about skills gap, but Scott's going to take us deeper into this world and uh, really talk about what they've built and uh, how it's how it's impacting people. So without any further ado, Scott, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and AWS Training? Of course. Yeah, I'm Scott Barnison, and, and thanks for having me, William. Sure. I'm the general manager of training at Amazon Web Services, or AWS, as uh, we're commonly referred to. Um, you know, AWS delivers cloud computing resources uh, on demand over the internet to customers all over the world. And within the training group, you know, really focused on ha- in- helping individuals, you know, learners gain the skills they need to advance their career and, and help organizations find and train and retain the talent they need to, to meet their organizational objectives. So it's a good time to be in cloud. I say it's never been a better time to learn. So happy to talk through you know, what we're up to. You know, I'm I'm fearful of anyone that doesn't know AWS. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> it's not quite an IQ test, but it is definitely a litmus test. If you if you don't know who they are, okay. All right, well, it's a different conversation for a different day. So uh, what I love about skills training, what you're, you know, where, um, I'll tell you that just kind of give you some background. Last week I was doing this kind of internal mobility bit. Uh, it was a two-hour thing with this company, and I said, "Listen, here's here's the thing: if you don't offer if you don't offer opportunities for your people, someone else will. That's kind of the game. Yeah. And if they if you and again if they don't if they don't have the skills and you don't provide them a mechanism to get those skills, someone else will. So take us into the to the wonderful world of what you've built in terms of challenge-based skills training." Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, there, there are so many studies uh, and so many stats, but just to build on what you're saying, you know, we, we recently, um, you know, looked at a study by Gartner and, 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 um, you know, they're, they're both showing that the market's going to grow real fast. You know, we're talking about roughly 400 billion to 482 billion uh, this year, all up worldwide. You know, this is a big market, which requires a lot of talent. Right. But most of the folks in the market, so we did a, a global uh, still skills study last year, two thirds of folks aren't confident they are gaining the skills, the digital skills they need fast enough. So to your point, if they're not getting it where they live, they're, they're going to find a way to gain those skills. You just want to be confident at work. So, you know, we're really focused on the full spectrum of, of technology skills, obviously right. focused on, on the cloud. Uh, but that means the breadth of what we need to deliver is actually quite challenging <laughs> because right. you think about, you know, people have different learning preferences. They're at different places in uh, kind of their learning evolution, where they're starting from. Are they technical or not? Um, they have hands-on skills, you know, true or false. 
and then also try to map that to organizational needs. So it's it's quite a challenge. So you know what what does that mean? We have a pretty broad portfolio of both programs and offerings um, that we bring to market. Kind of starting in in early education, we have some programs that focus on students and helping get them exposed to technology, and then moving into the professional life, both instructor led. And digital training, I think one of the things we might want to talk about a bit today is um, we've launched a new platform we call Skill Builder, which is a, a fully digital learning experience. We have a free offering as well as some paid subscriptions for individuals and, and for teams. And the reason we built those, frankly, is just based on input from those learners, those individuals, yeah, we, those organizations. We, saying they we, need need to, we need to increase the literacy across the board. Like, like the, you've, I, we're obviously quoting some of the same things. Like we don't have enough technical talent to fulfill on the needs of today, Absolutely, much less yeah. than worldwide, much less the needs of tomorrow. And uh, so before I want to, I want to get into builder, but I, I, I want to get your take on skills because I think historically we've looked at skills as finite, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, I, I know Java. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know the breadth and depth of what that is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I someone I was talking to somebody last two weeks ago, and they were like, "Listen, you're learning you're learning new skills every hour, right?" And so they they were kind of getting me kind of more into a mentality of like skills are fluid, like you're just you have to think of them like Moore's law, but applied applied to skills. And I'm like, oh, that just blew my mind. Okay, let me let me, let me recover from that. And come back. Uh, but what do you what do you what's your take on kind of the fluidity of skills? Well, it's it's both. Uh, it's either energizing or exhausting. You know, depending <laughs> on your perspective, right? Because there is no finish line. No, um, no. everything is changing and evolving and advancing at a pace that that requires folks to be in this, you know, uh, quote unquote growth mindset and. I think one of the other big realizations for us, uh, and I think this plays into this need to be always looking to gain skills. You know, it used to be, uh, and, and for some professions may still be this way, that there was a fixed amount of information to gain and you would and you would learn it in a very structured setting, you know, right. you go to, whether it's classroom or otherwise, and then you complete an assessment and then like, box check, right? I've got my CPA for another year or whatever it is. Right. And, and in, in technology, it turns out you're learning much more uh, on the job and with your teams and in the moment and less, um, it's, it's much harder to do in, in that structured environment. And so we've had to really think differently about, but what does that mean from a training perspective? If folks aren't able to just kind of prepare and then test, uh, right. maybe we need different experiences altogether. Well, it's, it's, it's just really interesting because you're, you know, you're also, as you mentioned, um, you're dealing with learning styles, which, you know, mm-hmm. if anyone needs to Google that, it's, it's just kind of the modality uh, that people are comfortable with. Like uh, I've, me, myself, I'm, I'm more of a, I need to be in it, using it, doing yeah. it. Uh, there's an actual word for that, as opposed to someone from the bully pulpit teaching me like that. I get bored easily with that. So everyone's right. got a different learning style. Uh, and your styles pretty much stay with you for life, as, as at least as I've, I've learned that. Could change depending on what you're learning, but basically the way that you like to learn stays with you. Uh, the other is, is learning differences, which is the things that are impediments to learning. So like dyslexia, 
or dysgraphia mm -hmm. or expressive receptive, et cetera. So there's different things that could be barriers to learning. Whereas, you know, we're even, even, you know, even before when we would do these kind of everyone goes to the conference room and everyone's going to learn this, this one way, it didn't solve the algebra of how people like to learn, like right. where they thrive in learning or any potential roadblocks in learning. And uh, so now we've got to solve that algebra. And oh, by the way, we also have to, <laughs> we have to do that fast, kind of understand them. They've got to understand themselves so that we can then wrap kind of a personalized experience around them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've certainly done uh, a lot on, on both fronts, you know, as it relates to kind of mapping to evolving preferences. You know, this is, as you said, oftentimes preferences can kind of stick with you for life. And, and that sounds like a, a good way to simplify until you think right. about, well, you know, we're, we're dealing with multi-generational audiences. That's here. right. <laughs> so you yes. kind of have to have something for everybody. And uh -huh. earlier this year, uh, back in April, we actually launched a, this is a video game. It's called AWS Cloud Quest. Ooh. And CloudQuest is a fully immersive uh, open world game in which you're, you take on a role and, and go through a series of quests and you actually are hands on keyboard in the AWS console building services. Uh, but there's a bunch of other fun things to do along the way in a, you know, uh, really natural kind of engaging way. And um, that's just one example where we recognized that we weren't meeting the needs and particularly of uh, kind of the next generation who, who don't resonate with, you know, click through the training and take right. the assessment. Right. And, right. and the feedback from customers has been, you know, overwhelmingly positive uh, on the game. And so we're, we're doubling down on areas where, you know, we really think it will help reduce the time to skill. You know, we think about businesses always focusing on how do we reduce the time to value for customers. Right. And we feel the same thing is true about reducing uh, time to skill for our audiences. So first of all, uh, the, the, the video game is fascinating from a recruiting perspective of, of allowing candidates to go through something like that to just kind of be immersive, just, Hey, see, see if you, what you like and you don't like. So it's kind of a try before you buy. That's kind of interesting. And also, it also gauges their interest and maybe even level uh, of where they are so that they know where, where they yeah. kind of stand so that they don't apply to jobs that are kind of outside or below them. They kind of apply for more jobs that are right size to where their skills are currently. Uh, so I like it from a recruiting perspective and it's kind of that type of assessment, but I also like it, uh, you know, for, especially for people young in one's career or, People that are new to, you know, like you'd be a, a Gen X and you, you want to actually start doing, uh, start doing this work. It gives you some insight into behind the veil. This is actually what the work looks like, yeah, which, yeah, which I yeah, think yeah. is, which is really fascinating. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And, um, you know, we're, we're very fortunate being part of a large organization that we can develop a lot of these internally right. first and try right. them on ourselves. And so yep. that's actually how the game, um, was developed. We developed it because we're constantly trying to develop technical talent. Yeah. <laughs> because just like all of our customers, we have more roles open than we can fill on a regular oh, yeah. basis. And 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 frankly, it's um, from a recruiting perspective, you know, skills training and, and things like CloudQuest that are more immersive and engaging actually helps develop 
entry-level talent. And that's critical mm-hmm. in a market where we're supply constrained um, right. talent. And, and also really impactful as it relates uh, to you know, broadening representation of your workforce. We just Good have point. a more diverse workforce coming up through the ranks. And so you know, we really see that um, investment in uh, you know, early career or, or, you know, or entry-level, however you prefer to refer to it, as being fundamental to long-term success from a recruiting strategy and, and from a uh, from kind of a team health overall perspective. This is also one of the reasons I love millennials and Gen Z is they're not willing to tolerate kind of what previous generations right. yeah. <laughs> suffered yeah. through. Like they come into the interview going, "How are you going to make me better?" Which yeah. I, I first of all. That is just a great question. It's, it, I wish I would have asked that question. I wish I would have had the thoughtfulness of, of being able to ask that question. But I, I love that. I know it's a little off-putting for some people that don't have something like this. But they're coming into the, to interviews going, okay, cool. Like the job, like you, everything seems to check out. But I want to get better. So is this a, now, do, now do I have to go and create my own kind of curricula and go get better on my own time? Or are you going to help me? Which I think Amazon and AWS in particular, I think it's just smart from as a re- recruiting, but also a retention strategy. So you're you're building and harvesting your own talent, but you're also keeping talent because wherever they are, they want to they want to grow and they want to learn something new. It's like, yeah, cool. What do you want to learn? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a couple of stats. We did a uh, a study with Forrester earlier this year on the total economic impact of AWS training. And, and there's a couple of things that are interesting. You know, big headline stat, big enterprises see about 234% return on investment over three years if they invest in, in formalized training with us. Um, but the interesting stats to me that stick out are they actually fill 20 to 30% of those kind of high skill roles by upskilling their existing employees, which is fascinating, right? Like they had recs open, they thought they needed to go get internal talent or external talent. They were able to get those uh, those roles filled actually by investing in, in training. And then not surprisingly, you know, retention uh, goes up, you know, 10 to 35% from their baseline number. And they're ramping up new employees 20 to 30% faster. So, you know, it's, it's all, it, it sounds like common sense, you know, like, oh, right. train people, they're going to be uh, happier at work and do uh, better at their jobs and be productive faster. Um, but it's, it's fascinating to me. I haven't spent my whole life in the training world, um, but it's one of those things that people just seem to take for granted, you know, <laughs> like training is going to exist. And, right. Right. No, no, no. You actually have no. to stop and plan. Uh, and be thoughtful about, you know, what are the needs of my team and my organization? And the same is true for individuals, by the way, you know, where am I trying to get to what's available to me? You know, what energy am I going to put in uh, and and what's the outcome that I'm looking for? So uh, it's been a fascinating and a couple of years for me as part of this organization to just observe um, the different perspectives as it relates to training. And uh, we're really excited about, bringing some new uh, energy into this space with these new experiences. So, you know, in the testing side on skills, um, uh, there's a lot of worry about uh, fraud. Is right. So, so, but on the skills building side of things, there's a little bit less of that because, you know, you're not going to be building skills for somebody else. 
uh, you know, I would assume maybe maybe I'm wrong there. But what's your what's your take on kind of like the end of their training of of whatever the bid is in certification or testing, yeah. like making sure that they learned what they were supposed to learn on that particular journey? Yeah, it's a really really fascinating and also complex <laughs> question in the sense that. <laughs> So if you look at kind of behavior of individuals, um, oftentimes, you know, you have to look at the motivation, right? So if, if someone's motivated to get, gain the skills they need to be successful, to advance their career, to stand out in the crowd, right. et cetera, you see that quite clearly, you know, they're going through following a, a learning plan, kind of aligned to a role. They're testing through assessments. We have uh, badges for uh, certain learning plans within our skill builder offering. The same is true, by the way, in, in CloudQuest. So when you finish the game, you, um, for that kind of role path, you take a, a, an assessment and can earn a badge. People love to share those badges on LinkedIn because it helps them stand out, you know, to recruiters, frankly, right. to showcase that they've, they've, you know, completed those, those tasks and gained those skills. The same, you know, you see folks gaining certifications. Uh, we have a super high share rate of, uh, of those certificates on LinkedIn. But I, I think the motivation really matters. You know, in some places, um, you know, organizations will mandate, hey, you've got to have a certification within the first N number of days of being hired. Um, that puts a ton of pressure on, on employees. And there are some folks who, you know, choose to find ways or try to find ways to check that box, maybe without completing all the work. I mean, we've right. observed that certainly. And, right. Um, and it's a shame really, because the, the point here is really to help people. <laughs> right. Like it's actually right. about investing in individuals. And so, you know, we're really, again, in, in bringing new novel ways to learn, um, trying to take away the structure plus test format uh, right, and of inject the learn while doing. And I'll, I'll just give you one more quick example. So we have a, um, as part of the skill builder platform, there's a product, it's called AWS Jam. And what yeah. Jam does is, is actually super cool. Instead of putting folks in the classroom and teaching to them, we put them in a simulation. Ooh. So imagine now you're with your team, which is where work gets done, right? Right. Right. Usually by yourself, you're with right. like five, six, seven other people in, in your group, in your division, in your department. And so we put you in a simulation and it could be anything. It could be a, hey, there's a security incident happening on this network device in this, you know, region, et cetera. You've got to figure out what's going on. And the format of this now is to work with your teammates to as quickly as possible resolve the, the simulation. And you can, you can ask for hints. And you can take longer, but both of those things will reduce your total score. And, and so what companies will do is set up these jam events where teams are competing against each other to solve these simulations. And they get rewarded for speed and accuracy and, and you know, not needing as much help along the way. And, and it's actually, it feels um, more like work in the sense that you're not being told what to do and sitting in a chair, clicking through slides. There's not a formalized test. The test is actually doing the work, <laughs> which is kind of what you do uh, normally every day. And so we're expanding that catalog. There are tons and tons of these jams today. And we use them internally as well. We just posted a, a, a 
big group of principal engineers the other day. And it's amazing. These are the darkest, deepest subject matter experts in AWS and, and they're in there laughing and having fun, uh, trying to compete against each other. So we're, we're really trying to help push that motivation towards the kind of pure skill um, acquisition side versus the box check side. Yeah, it's funny that you you said that because I don't I don't think people fully understand how competitive technical talent really is, like like un, underlying, uh, you know, like oh, I think they're just kind of misdiagnosed. Is but they're very but at least the the people I know they're really 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 uh, just competitive, and especially about things that they know. <laughs> right so and they're always trying to get better i mean that's that uh kind of also kind of a tell that if you find someone that's not trying to build their skills or just has no interest in building their skills that's that's also uh kind of something to look at it as well from a retention perspective um we've talked around the skills builder in a, in a couple of different ways but i think i cut you off in terms of you're you're talking about kind of the, internally this is you also use this but also externally uh people can use this as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, you know, millions of, of learners that use the platform. In fact, we've committed as a company to training uh, 29 million people in, in cloud skills at no cost by the year 2025. And we're well on our way to doing that. So there's a couple different parts of the platform. As I mentioned, it's a digital learning experience. There is a uh, more than 500 courses that are available to anyone for free. All right, you just need an internet connection and a desire to learn, frankly. Um, there's a free cloud quest. That's the video games, a free cloud quest skill path for cloud practitioner. And cloud practitioner, you can think of as sort of, you know, the ABCs of cloud. Really, it's a right. great foundation for anybody. Um, and then we launched earlier this year, two paid subscriptions, an uh, individual subscription, which is meant for learners looking to really advance their career, mostly a technical audience on the paid side. This is getting more hands-on right. uh, with, with builder labs. So you're in the console doing certification exam prep with full length, full length practice exams, and then additional skill paths for, uh, for CloudQuest, things like you know, solution architect or serverless developer, et cetera. The team subscription is all of that, plus some of the learner administrator administration functions that you would expect, assigning and tracking learning plans and reporting and single sign-on and, and all of those things that companies really, you know, um, helps them design a learning plan for the organization right. and right. really move towards a target. So yeah, it's it's early days for us with this platform. The, the free platform was launched uh, late last year and these sub subscriptions were launched just a few months back. But um, you know, we really think that there's an opportunity to just keep listening to customers, you know, right. on what they need and uh, try to build, you know, new innovative learning experiences because uh, it, it should be fun and, and it should be enjoyable and challenging and not a task to complete. You know, that's kind of our mission. Well, you know, because I interact with a lot of sourcers and recruiters, of course, I would love to have access to, <laughs> to the back end of this so, so that I could source talent. Uh, so is there, is there now, or do you see, foresee it in the future, a way for people to be able, even if it's AWS people, to be able to use this as a mechanism to source talent? Um, in, in, in what context do you mean? 
you know, like like okay, so Stack Overflow and GitHub not near not 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 tangential to what you're doing. On the back end of both of those communities are recruiting platforms where people can post jobs and right. apply for jobs and things like that. Uh, so a lot of the sources that we're going that are going to listen to this podcast are going to go love it. How do I hack into <laughs> not not <laughs> yeah. how do how do I get into it so that I can I find you. talent? Uh, is that is that is that something that's even remotely interesting to you now, or do you see it something in the future? It, it's not something we're thinking about right now, candidly. Although yeah. what we are trying to do is help individuals who see Skill Builder or AWS certifications as a means to differentiate themselves and right. talent pool. We're trying to give them tools to do that. Today, that's largely through badging and through uh, through the certifications themselves and again super high share rate both for uh, badging and for the certifications um, platforms like LinkedIn um, you know fascinating to me I, I don't love the word gamification but yeah like, no. human behavior is super interesting you know, yes. as soon as you can collect things um, there is a percentage of the population that just won't rest until they have all of them you know so right oh no no trust me we're adding more boy scout collect coins trust me i, I it's it's almost kind of a mania uh yeah. that, that that happens which is great i mean you know i mean especially when, when used in a positive way like this um and i, I just love what you built uh and i know you have a whole team but i love i love that the reasoning behind why you build it you want to actually help the literacy uh, for the world, anybody in the world can come, come can you use this? And uh, it's just helpful for everyone that's that's in that's interested in the cloud. So, thank you for carving out time, Scott. This has been wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate that, and you're absolutely right. There's a a big team of folks who are working tirelessly to make uh, you know these offerings helpful. I feel very fortunate to be in a line of work where the outcome, you know, success is actually a uh, a win for an individual, you know, it's, it's really about trying to help folks meet those goals, whatever they are. And, uh, great to get the word out. appreciate you having me. Sure. Drops Mike walks off stage. Um, thanks for everyone listening to the recruiting day pod- podcast. And thanks again, Scott. Appreciate you. Thank you. Len. You've been listening to the recruiting live podcast by recruiting daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruiting.